We are live Settle from like Arrowhead, uh, Arrowhead Stadium, where most everyone else has left, but we have not. Uh, and we're going to break down what just happened here. Um, but before we start breaking it down, you should probably know who's sitting around this table. This is Sam Mellinger right beside me. We have Lynn Worthy on the other side of me, and we have Vahe sitting as far away from me as possible. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> as usual. Set up the buffer. That's 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 exactly what we were doing because I sat next to you for the entire game and that's enough. We're done. Um, so I, I've got no yeah. response. Go ahead. <laughs> so I think first things first. Uh, this game was a runaway in the first half. What was it? Thirty-five to ten at halftime. All of us were talking about what crazy offensive angles we're going to take. Game kind of changes in the second half and gets maybe a little too close for comfort there for a little bit. Um, but let's start with Patrick Mahomes because that's the man that makes everything kind of go down. And Sam walked in here a few minutes ago and said he filed 1,700 words on one play. Under. Under. Yes. So 699 <laughs> yeah. on one play. And we're going to let him take it away on what he wrote and why he wrote that much. Um, I told him earlier that I would have got to 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did it on that. Uh, you guys remember that RPO in the third quarter? No. It was on the, uh, you know the touchdown, right? The uh, uh, scramble left, almost fell down, scrambled back to his right, finds Chris Conley uh, in the, you know, uh, scramble drill in the parlance of the uh, of the game. It was like, to me, that play was uh, like, not just like the highlight of this game, like the most just memorable, like, holy, like, it's not dark yet um, <laughs> play, but it's sort of like representative of kind of what they see in him. You know, uh, and they don't trade up for him if he doesn't have the brain and, and all that. Um, and he's off the charts, like football smart, all that stuff. Uh, but I don't think they trade for him if he can't, like that, that, that's the play where he's turning mistakes into touchdowns. That was, I mean, if you watch that play, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, who's a really good right tackle, just gets beat by, uh, uh, Eric Armstead and, uh, just gets beat really quick and blows up the play. Pat was looking that way. Um, he said that Spencer Ware was his first read right over there, but Armstead just beat his man too quick, and Pat was forced to, to bail out the other way. And then he runs into um, who was the guy that, that, that crushed him earlier, um, Cassius Marsh, and, and like, has to come back the other way. And now this play has been broken twice. And, you know, most quarterbacks, I mean, you throw that ball away. It was a third and goal. You throw that ball away, you get a field goal. You feel like that's a win. But with Pat, he just kind of keeps drifting waits for an opening, you know, the size of a football plus one inch, basically, and, and, and zips it in there. It's, it's, a, it's a play where that's a strip sack possibility if he doesn't have the mobility and the awareness. Um, you know, at best, it's probably a throw it away and, and, and bring out Harrison Butker, and it turns into seven points. I mean, that, that's sort of like in a very big, like 30,000-foot view. That's why this guy may... When, you know, the Lamar Hunt trophy may be finally <laughs> won by the, by the franchise of Lamar Hunt because of that guy and his ability to do that. Did he have, um, it's just sort of clicking in my head now is I feel like there was a play similar to that in preseason, maybe Chicago, where I think he, I'm trying to remember what ended up happening. I think either he got sacked or he threw it away because I remember him doing like turning his back to and like starting scrambling. I remember just thinking, what the heck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking the same thing as this play unfolded. And then, of course, he just makes it work. May I, may I quote <laughs> you during the start of that play? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and, pretty sure it was you. And, 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 and you I was know, thinking it. This being Lynn's first year on the beat, <laughs> uh, I remember the, the play in, uh, in Denver 
when, when he was drifting back and it was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because you right. can see Demarcus Robinson coming over, you know, from where we are way up high. Don't throw it. Don't throw it. That is a bad idea. And then he completes it. And so fast forward um, on this time, I swear to God, uh, as soon as he turned around and he's going to his right, you're like, oh, that's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if he's got time and nobody's right in his face and he's going to his right side, that's trouble for the defense. I think two things I, I want to quick say about the play. One is uh, as much as we appreciate um, Patrick's recognition of the play, we appreciate <laughs> Sam's recognition of the play, which was like instantaneous. Like the little grin comes over his face. The what do you think? Sometimes, uh, sometimes I am a cliche. You know, no, like sometimes was, I am. Was, hey, it, but nobody fell out of their seat, so everybody stayed that's right. seated. And you and you were meant to do that. And and I'm I'm, I'm thrilled you did it. And uh, the thing we kind of just got talking about, and it's like obvious to you, but I, I had to think about it. Um, a broken play is like open field for Patrick Mahomes. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's an opportunity to create. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's all it is. Yeah. It is, it is obviously doesn't phase him. Obviously it, it stokes his creative juices. Yeah. And he's somehow not just imaginative, but has obviously we've seen the ability to, to make things happen with a flick of the wrist. Yeah. I think my favorite part of that play was after we're talking to Andy Reid about it. And he said, Oh, you know, that, that, that throw that I taught him to do, yeah. I, I taught him how to do that rollout, And then yeah. he, kind of laughs and, and looks everyone for dramatic effect just because I think he really enjoys when he drops a joke on all of us. And then he later... <laughs> he, yeah. he, he wants to wait to see the effect. Later. Exactly. That, he's like a stand-up Pause. comedian. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to yeah. let you guys laugh about this for a minute. And then he continues his answer. He's like, no, 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 but you can't really teach that. Uh, and then my second favorite part is talking to Patrick about it, and he says, the question was, well, you scrambled a lot at Tech. Did this feel like that or, or anything like that? And he said, oh, yeah. I scrambled a lot at Tech, so. But it did feel like, I mean, I'm sure that comments are going to light up when I say this, but it felt like I was watching, like, a Baker Mayfield or a Johnny Manziel, the way that they kind of scrambled out of those broken plays, and you're like, this is not going to work. No, 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 this is so bad. And then they turn absolutely nothing into that touchdown. But I'm with you. When he rounded the corner, you're just like, oh, well, he's got to score here. I mean, he's now got the defense at his back. He's gone through this whole effort. This is the only way that this could end. Yeah, there's a lot to break. Like a, a better writer could have got all this into uh, 1600 and some words, but there's some stuff <laughs> that I couldn't really uh, couldn't get to. But like, including, I had I thought that especially early in this season, I thought that Pat would be like sort of neutered in this offense. That you know he's got the spectacular and he's got the the risky, and I thought they were going to have to bring all of it down and then build up the spectacular and it seems like I know they had last year but it seems like they just broken down the risky because he has not I mean am I forgetting about he he, he had the snap in Pittsburgh but has he had maybe a throw one, maybe one deflection that, was that should have been yeah. I, I think right? there might maybe have been one, was a one risky. today that I that he threw into like coverage like there was a DB right on whoever he was targeting that you were like, oh, wait a minute. But even then, it wasn't a terrible yeah. throw. And uh, today, I feel like the and, – and maybe I'm not remembering the play, but I feel like the one time I remember seeing that today was like a free play. Like it was one that yeah. – you know, where yeah. it was a fall. Yeah. It was, you know, he, and he, knows he saw it. the defensive, mm-hmm. you know, penalty and said, all right, you know, he could just throw it. That's been that's been absolutely remarkable. And look, like I know jumping ahead, right, but like their next three games are really tough. Like I think this is their toughest three-game stretch. It's, it's at Denver on Monday night – 
and then Jacksonville here. Jacksonville's a terrible matchup for the for the Chiefs. As far as there's a terrible matchup for this offense, that that is a tough team. And then at New England, and New England's got three straight layups, and they're gonna be coming off a half a bye, playing Thursday the week before. Like this is a really tough stretch. Uh, but going into that, I don't know what like how would you feel better? Like if the run blocking was better, I guess that's a yeah. thing, right? Yeah, although they've, they've seemed to be able to deliver a little bit when they needed to. Yeah. Uh, I, kind of impressive, uh, you know, that, that whole red zone streak uh, that's been going on, especially today. It's was, crazy. Was, yeah. with the, I mean, was Kareem Hunt touched? Uh, the first one, I guess he was touched. A little bit. The, the second, but second one, one, he definitely just walked right Yeah, they pushed yeah. forward. I mean, it, so, look, I mean, I think you'd like to see a little more out of that. But part of the reason we're not seeing a little more out of that is, like, why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's just, just go ahead and do that. Um, so, it's – so, third uh, – 13 touchdown passes now in weeks one through three, NFL record. Uh, another Peyton Manning, I guess, had the record mm-hmm. with 12. 12 no, what I haven't 13. looked up, and, I, and it sort of circles back to this point, is how many interceptions Peyton Manning would have thrown that year. And, and, and it, it, that is what's kind of extra remarkable here. I looked this up, too. You probably know it off the top of your head, but 2016, Alex Smith threw 15 touchdown passes all season. Yeah. Wow. None to a receiver. And that was the none to a receiver <laughs> year? Or was that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Yeah. So it's like. Transformative. It is transformative. Yeah. I think I saw somebody tweet out that he's on pace to throw 69 touchdowns and no interceptions, which, I mean, I'm going to take the under on that. After but, a season-low uh, game, as Lynn pointed out, yeah, three, three touchdowns. Well, somebody and, tweeted at me and said, up 35 or have 35 points at half, still Mahomes' worst game of the season. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's his worst game of the season by any means, but maybe like lowest output. Well, listen, I swear to you, he was the least sharp today, though. That yeah. There were... A half dozen passes. I bet he wished he had back. Yeah, and even know. then, like if this is his, if this is his worst game, and he still had those remarkable plays. I mean, well, that's that's yeah. I guess that's, that's kind that's of the, the point. Something you know, it's like his worst game. Right? Yeah, right. Um, and 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 so, isn't that kind of a coaching ideal here? Like Andy can say, well, you know, it's not all roses, and he's, he can see why today. Like yeah. overthrew, yeah. well, overthrew, underthrew. And, well, but, and you know, but did a lot of remarkable things mm-hmm. anyway. I think it was um, Travis Kelsey in the locker room was talking about. He thought the overthrows were just him being that jacked up because, you know, remember, this is the first game, mm-hmm. real I game. Think there's something yeah. really good point. I, I think too. Kelsey was the one who pointed that out, who just said he thought that he just needed to settle in a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, was it, I remember, was it Kelsey or no? I think it was Watkins, right, who was open, like on the out, just like open, open, and he just sailed it yeah. high, like one high of the first passes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't somebody uh, say that he had to be like held back in the tunnel before he ran out? There was a video of that. I don't know if it was, like, like, holding him back. That may be a little bit dramatic. I was going to say, that's not like, why would you not just let you know, him run out? They, the correct well, there's a guy, yeah. Or, yeah, there's a guy in a yeah. suit there that has an earpiece yeah. okay. that's like, okay, they're about to say your name, now go. And some guys just blow past that, right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he kind of, like, stopped there. But he was – there's no question he was jacked up. I mean, you guys remember, like, the uh, in Denver last year, the interception that he threw, DeAnthony Thomas, I think, um, and he just way overthrew him, like – 10 feet over his head, and he was just jacked up. Like, he he gets like that, right? Right. I mean, plus, and I mean, it's so funny, I think the Denver game. It. it was like 15 degrees. Like, like some things go wrong that night. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Kind of, kind of weird, yeah. but, but you're right. It was yeah. more that he was amped up, I think. But and it he, is. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, sounds so dumb. So sorry, but. Um, <laughs> At least you didn't write it that way. He's, uh, <laughs> we don't know that. He's, yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, that's why Chris Pickett is busy at the desk right now. Um He's, he's overthrown. He's misthrown some deep balls in the last couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Watkins and Hill last week. Hill and Watkins this week, right? Yeah, he overthrew Hill at one point last week, didn't he? Because we thought that yeah, would never Yeah, on the 99. Happened. He did. Yeah, on the 99. Right. And he kind of, like, 
under threw him. Basically underthrew him in the end zone. If, that, if he throws that on a leading target, that, that's a touchdown. That had to have been a matchup they were trying to get all week. Yeah. Is, is Hill on Sherman on mm-hmm. a go route? Like, yeah. that's, there's nothing that Sherman can do about that except hope. Yeah. That the ball's underthrown and he doesn't get called for passing defense because he did get there a little early, but not enough to call, probably. But I mean, now we've mentioned some of these targets, yeah. which I think bears mentioning bringing in the range of weapons that Mahomes had today. <laughs> I looked earlier, so he targeted 11 different receivers, nine had catches. The only two who didn't have catches, Kareem Hunt, Demarcus Robinson. That's insane. And That's on the crazy. first drive, he went to six different guys. There, I think he used one. He, the, Kareem Hunt was the only guy that ran it, but he targeted Spencer Ware, uh, Watkins, Hill, Sherman on that one. And then the next yeah. one, the next series, he used uh, targeted Kelsey and Demetrius Harris. So on those first two drives, he has looking at eight different guys. <laughs> that just, what? Well, sort of to that point, uh, just a little minor color thing. We walked in the locker room. The receivers' lockers were all right by the entrance, and every one of them was trying to get us. Like Tyreek and and uh, Conley were trying to steer us to uh, Marcus Kemp for getting his first career catch. Yeah. Um, so it, it, and it and it yeah it works. You know, that's a show. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think it's interesting because you know we talk about all the different um, issues that the Chiefs could have with you know the Jaguars defense, things like that, and somebody asked. Patrick in the post-game press conference, hey, it looks like things are coming really easy to you guys right now. Is there a point when you're concerned that it's not going to be as easy? And he's like, eh, not really, because we're going to have something else. Like, we're, it seems like this playbook is just endless. And the fact that, I mean, yeah, Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns today. He still only had 44 yards. I think there's a lot that they're just barely scratching the surface in the run game. Probably true. And and look, you know, this, this, I thought about it this way from you know we we've, we've talked to different chiefs uh uh shall we say personnel who who've mentioned this to us before but it, it it sort of resurfaced in my head today you think about how they spent their money in the off season right and I, I i think the case would be made we would make the case well you'd like to see them bolster the defense a little bit but where the real money went was to i mean they spent some money on defense but was to sammy and i think the the argument inside would be that he was that much better than what we could have gotten on defense, even if we had more defensive needs, and thus you're able to have this on offense. Now, they'd be a pretty good offense without Sammy Watkins, but I think maybe you get when you get to a place where it's like an embarrassment of riches mm-hmm. is when that it is does start to be reminiscent of that that '99 Rams team mm-hmm. um, in some ways, where they just you can't you couldn't even figure out who all these people were. Yeah, well, I point. mean, when you look at it and you see 11 guys were targeted. Yeah. There are some teams that it's like four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's crazy. Um, and going off, we just mentioned the run game a little bit. Fahey, you wrote about the offensive line earlier this week. Andy had some really good things to say about the offensive line. I think you also wrote about them being like Mahomes' bodyguards. Well, what I, what I tried to get into was a little kind of a complicated fusion. I'm sure it's complicated in my head and, and, and maybe got in the way of the writing. But the, the, the point really is, a little bit about their response to that, but if, when, when Patrick got it, took a cheap shot from Reuben Foster, uh, sort of dove headlong onto him and, and how quickly they got over there. But I was struck by about, as I got thinking about that, struck by about five, five other things we saw today, which included Jimmy G going down, um, which included, and Sam noted this uh, better on Twitter than I did in the column, but 
Um, somehow, Patrick's about to get sandwiched between two guys and mm -hmm. just, just a little sidestep, and, and now you've got a 49ers guy, you know, basically crumpled where Patrick yeah. could be laying, yeah. or could be lying, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> and, and so all of which, to me, added up to trying to write about, it's, it's obvious, but it's also, it, it, I think it's on all our minds, and I think, I'm sure it's on fans' minds that, you know, you've got the magic unicorn here, and what if he gets hurt? Yeah. Um, well, and so, yeah. That's what teams should be doing, too, is trying to beat the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. Like, that is a legitimate, you know, game plan. Like, well, just see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Because you know what happens if you don't. Right. You know? So, so right. you've you got to try and hit him. And look, like, maybe the 49ers aren't the best equipped team, you know, to do something like that. Jacksonville, um, well, Denver even. You know, I mean, these are some teams that are going to hit him a little bit more. But that's what if, – if you were the fan of the other side – isn't that right. what you'd want your team yeah. to do? Yeah, you're not trying. See, if you're see not how he reacts. Doing that, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not not suggesting that, that, that there could be some today, but at least once, right? Twice. Maybe yeah. twice. Yeah, I think you got second. I'm not suggesting you can't hit him hard without it being shady, but I think people, there's, you know, that line gets blurred a little, right? Well, so in this NFL, you and, you, well, now, you right, really can't hit him so, hard. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, but you, the, the only real chances I think are the ones that he creates when he buys time. Because other than that, I mean, because if he drops back and lets it go, I mean, he, a lot of times. You know, he's getting rid of it quickly. I mean, even last week in Pittsburgh, I remember, you know, watching some of that, and there were times when they brought blitzes that they either blocked him up or they didn't get there in time. Mm -hmm. If you didn't get there in time, it was out of his hand, and yeah. you're not going to be able to take that shot at him. So the only ones are really the ones that he creates by buying time. Well, and look, that's what's really interesting because that is such a fundamental difference-making point in his game that you can't, you can't get that. I mean, that's, that's the Conley play. Right? I mean, he, yeah. he wasn't really too exposed to getting getting mm -hmm. hurt there, but that's the play. Um, well, the other thing, though, oh, 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 just real quick, one other thing, though, is I don't think Andy needs to run any fourth and one options with him anymore. No. I, I think, <laughs> look, I, I, I just got thinking about risk. this. You've got a zillion plays, right? Okay, yes. Andy Reid's got all these plays. Yeah. You know, you're really going to put the golden goose out there like that? I think, I think you just yeah. just go ahead and figure out one of your other fancy yeah. deals. And, and he and took do a that. shot on that one, too. Yeah, he did. He did. That was maybe the hardest shot of the day yeah haven't they run the 49ers did this where they hand it off and then it's an option but yeah i think they, the chiefs have done that before I, i'm pretty that, sure was that the direct snap because i think i feel like spencer ware ran an option one time yeah early yeah. he did and it was yeah. a direct snap he, threw it. he took a he, it was an option and didn't he end up throwing it the play was nullified because of the defensive yeah. offside yes. or something that sounds Chiefs right. Have run, that's been in the Chiefs' play. Yeah. 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 But yeah, do that. Like, Literally anything. Do not do the <laughs> Yeah. Patrick, let your quarterback run the option. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, I, I, somebody I, I mean, did, and we were kind of talking about this jokingly, but I not really. I mean, you, you, you grit your teeth every time something like that happens. Like, uh -huh. and, and really, at first, uh, you couldn't be too sure who was lying down, who, who, who went down mm -hmm. on that sideline when, when he was about to get sandwiched. Mm -hmm. So it's. And look, I, I, I'm, I, uh, maybe I'm broaching ground that you shouldn't broach. Like, you know, people will talk about jinxes and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't believe in the superstitions and, and, and look, it's a fact of life. If you, if you're, and you're the one who grew up with this, I mean, tortured playoff franchise, uh, for generations and, and at some point the, these things go hand in hand, worrying about yeah. being paranoid about. Yeah. You know, well, the yeah. things that are good. Mm -hmm. There is a certain amount of like, it's football, right? Like, right. Injuries happen or whatever, but right. like, they don't need to happen on a fourth and one option, no. you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah, um, that, that, that's my thought. I yeah. sort of advocated for that in there. Like, you know, you can only control some things. Yeah. And, you know, good on the control offensive those line, things. right? Yeah. Good on the offensive line for responding the way it did. And, 
I do think it has to send a little message like, you know, people are going to start doing that, but also they're going to have to learn to respond to being goaded too, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the sweet and sour pork, as Andy, uh, Gosh, Andy again, put it. another one of those lines. That one was quiet and nobody laughed. It was quiet because you, you but, really couldn't hear him. I asked the question and I didn't hear him. I'm like, uh-huh, Gosh, uh -huh. that quote was, that was money. Blair alertly read the, uh, the quote sheet. Like you mentioned earlier, like how proud he is when he tells a joke. Mm -hmm. It kind of breaks his heart when he tells a joke and it doesn't go over. <laughs> you know, like, I, heard like, really I heard it, heard it and sad. I was laughing in the front you seat. You actually heard it. Okay. I actually heard it. I couldn't And I was like kind of shaking in the front seat laughing, but like, I'm not going to be the only one in this entire room of people Wouldn't laughing. that be great? There's like 80 people here like, ah! <laughs> Maybe tomorrow when we see Andy, I'll just go, because I can't stand the thought of him like being sad because one of his jokes didn't land when it was actually really funny. But maybe I'll just go and be like, Andy, I heard your sweet and sour pork joke. That was a good one. Like, save that one for later. Or, okay, but here's the thing, though. He said, like, some of it's good and some of it's bad. I love every single part of sweet and sour pork, so I don't know, like, where he was going with that a little bit. Like, I... Maybe you get a certain order of it at a certain bad restaurant he and said, it's not He should have good. said, like, Sour Patch Kids. Like, some are good and some just, like... Or, like, Warheads. I don't know if Andy... Oh, I I all sour all the Sour Patch, patch Kids, kids I, are I good. Can't, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on Sour Patch Kids. Which, by the way, is great with popcorn. I'm serious. That's that... Never, I, I, I had to break my habit that. of that at movies. It, it's it's because you got sort of sweet and sour. And salty. And salty. <laughs> you got all the... It's magically delicious. <laughs> Um, oh, someone wants to hear us retell the sweet and sour pork joke. That's fair. We're, we're getting a little inside baseball talking about it. But Vi, what was your question? Well, I asked answer? Andy if he appreciated, as a, I don't know if I threw in the, the fact that he's a former offensive lineman, but I think I did, but if he appreciated his lineman, uh, you know, going to stand up for Patrick after that. And that's when he, you know, quietly into his sleeve said, you know, it's like sweet and sour pork. And and then nobody heard it. And then, uh, but then he said, basically, he's trying to make the point that uh, there's good and bad in that. You 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 want to see that stand up, but you also need to not be uh, flailing and kind of wild and and uh, turning that into a penalty. As it happened, that was a penalty on on Foster. It could have been negated um, if they if they overdid it. I, I didn't. I saw. I think it was fair to call it a scrum. At least that's what I called it and what I wrote. But I don't think there was any. You know, there was certainly no punch exchange, yeah. but it, but it was probably more words. And by the way, Patrick had some of those words. I I didn't remember that till till I came back up post game. But I, I Patrick's got a little that chippiness in him himself. Well, yeah. I mean, um, did you guys see after the? Oh, I think it was the, the first touchdown, and this was after the fourth and one where he got crushed. And that was Marsh, I think, that, that hit him, and and who was not in the play when they scored the touchdown. And Pat like kind of went to the and like flexed at him, <laughs> like. And I mean, he's got that in him. Yeah. Like you can see, yeah. like on replays and stuff, like he's talking, and it's yeah. not all PG and all that. I mean, he he's got that in him, I mean, which he should. He's twenty three. Like you're oh, a yeah. quarterback. Plus, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, your thing. Alex if, did that too. If, you know, if, more than we realize. I think, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, did that a plus lot. just the and I don't know the area all that well, but. He played high school football in Texas, right? I mean, mm -hmm. come on now. Yeah. You got to have some swagger down there, I would assume. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not putting up with all, you know, there's none of this meek, timid, especially playing yeah. quarterback down there. No, no. Yeah. yeah, he played in a very, he's a very Texas, like, NFL guy is on the other team, too. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. 
If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town, just eight cents a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash sports pass. Well, I think we need to talk about the defense here in a second, but we, I know it's not going to be as much fun as this is, but we should mention because we've had, I don't know, like a trillion people ask about the Earl Thomas rumors um, because that was something that happened right before the game when yeah. I think it was Schefter reported that um, Earl Thomas, A, may be fine some, also the Chiefs have emerged as a serious candidate. And looking at the numbers, it could happen. I think the Chiefs have $11.5 million in cap space. His base salary is 8.5, so the numbers line up. But based on the Chiefs' history, I don't think that they're going to want to spend that much for this guy. Um, I tend to think that if his price comes down, they would negotiate a little bit more with him. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect to see that happen right now at that 8.5. And, um, and I think that, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think if they don't sign him, then that says that they feel – more comfortable with Barry's status, and if they do sign him, I think it is a sign that maybe there could be some some longer term issues there than they're letting on with the literally day to day. So, yeah. um, this reeks of a Seahawks leak, you know, on their side to put this out there, try and drum up the 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 price. Like that's everything about this. That's how it re- my understanding is that the Chiefs were interested in the training camp, made some calls, looked into it. Price was way high. In that same, I think it was that same story, um, they said that the Seahawks had turned down a two, right? Mm-hmm. Turned down a, a second-round pick from the Cowboys. That's a lot for a mid-season trade to get a second-round yeah. pick. And he's when, when the Seahawks are, right? Yeah, the Seahawks are, like, rebuilding anyway. I mean, yeah. that, that, that team's garbage. Uh, so well, I, they my, just beat the Cowboys, so. My thinking, like, I think they're, they're waiting to, to see if the price will come down. So instead of multiple, instead of like a, a, a two and a five or a two and a seven or whatever, can you get them for a three? Can you get them for a four? Something like right. that. If the price comes down, cause he, he can play. He would help them with or without Barry. You know, that, that's a plus. And especially against teams that are going to be trying to air it out, you know, Earl Thomas, yeah, mm-hmm. being able to, to cover <laughs> ground and take away deep routes. I mean, that, that, that could be a real help. Yeah. Well, what are the, it's, an extra two? Is that what it is next year? Like, they got yeah. something in the Peters, 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 right? So it's an extra two. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an extra two. So, but if they turn it down a two, it's like, well, I mean, and especially since last year they went without a one, like, they're not giving up one. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's no. even a question. Yeah. So, right. I mean, if you're not taking a two, then I don't know what's, you know, like, what do you don't? I don't, I don't think you can give um, up a one. No, there's no way you can. Contract's plus, up after the year. Plus, yeah, that's I the other mean, thing. It's, it's, yeah, right. there's no way you give up a one. Um, they didn't have one last year, so there's no way they're giving that up. Plus, I mean, it's almost destined that they're going to be using that one to get a corner. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to give that away now for a safety, yeah. a veteran safety? No, I don't think that's happened. Um, plus, it seemed like, you know, there's still um, that Earl Thomas, Jason Garrett thing where they, you know, where he had said before, come get me. And then there was pictures, I think, on Twitter today of him, like, hugging today mm-hmm. after the game. And he had, like, a pick or two picks or something crazy like that mm-hmm. today. And then um, was hugging Jason Garrett, so... I don't know. 
Seems like I would not want to be involved in that dance between the two. Like, that's drama for somebody else. Um, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm letting them lovers quarrel, whatever it is, out and going to go find somebody else um, or be happy with the people I have. Although, speaking of the people they have, a little sketchy there in the second half. First half, Chiefs start out, <clears throat> excuse me, start out with another three and out as they have the last two weeks. Yep. Um, they held them to 10 points at halftime, which I thought looked really good. Um, but the second half, things kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, what did you guys see? Well, they rattled up with 20 in a row mm-hmm. at, at one point. Um, what's funny is the it's sort of the, the way it happened, right? Wouldn't you have figured the 49ers are scoring 24, 27, you know, in this game? Yeah. So yeah. on balance, you, you sort of figure that. Um but it, when it when it comes like it did, and then then you feel like um, they can't stop anybody in, in that span, and and uh, it, it it's it was a touchdown short of being alarming, I guess for me. But the yeah. touchdown could have been a play that was you know just an officiating matter. Mm-hmm. That that you know if not for the pick, and I guess maybe he didn't hold the ball either. By the way, it was ruled a touchdown, but I think he was bobbling the ball. Sam McDowell thought. Um, nonetheless, it wasn't a touchdown, and right. that kind of changed everything. But it gets to be thirty-eight, thirty-one, and I think I think you were saying this. I mean, it right now you, you don't see anything that uh, that gives you confidence that they're not just going to botch a game or two this yeah. way. That it's not just going to mm-hmm. going to happen. Meanwhile, though, they still haven't trailed in all season. <laughs> so it's, it's like like step. so. How much do you feel? Can you feel the sky falling? It's yeah. just kind of this weird feeling, yeah. like a, a three and zero. They they. they Keep outscoring everybody. They've never trailed. So, I, you know, yeah, you do worry about that, but it really hasn't materialized yet, there basically. There are no boats without holes, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, during the uh, – Blair, I, what, I don't remember what year this was, but maybe it was whatever year Arkansas won the national title, 94, 95. 94. Just to date us a little bit. Yeah. In fact, it was in Kansas City. I think I think they played in a regional at, at Kemper. Next year. They next year, Okay. Well, there was some right when they got to the final four. I remember they were losing; they were winning every game by like two points on just goofy plays, and they, they really didn't look that great. But they always won. And I remember Nolan Richardson just going, "They almost lost." People keep saying that. I like that. <laughs> so, well, they, they did win the national title, and they, they almost lost a few times. But yeah. Anyway, that, that's all. Just my uh, old sports writer thing. I needed to bring back up. They I probably used that fifty lost. times. <laughs> I mean, it did feel like though in the second half. We were, it felt like we were all kind of riding this high in the first half. Like the energy was really good from the team. It felt like the press box was really loose and like good chemistry, but story had, ideas. Right? <laughs> it was great. And then second half, the offense slows down. It gets kind of, you know, their, their defense starts to pick up a little bit. And then all of a sudden the Chiefs defense starts to fall apart. And all of a sudden it just kind of felt like this settling in the press box like okay well we all may need to rethink our story ideas here because this is not going the way that it was for the first half um but they had some really big stops down the stretch that kind of prevented everything from really going off the rails justin houston i thought in particular had that sack um forced fumble he looked for for as much as we talked about how tired he looked in the first two games i thought he looked a lot better today definitely his best game of the season um which is, is huge, especially considering we don't know how long D Ford's going to be out. We have some people asking about him and his situation. It's a, what, a strained groin, and he'll have an MRI tomorrow. 
Um, didn't you saw when that happened? Yeah, it was the play before Jimmy G went down. He came off the field, sort of waving, and they put Speaks in. Like he, and he looked like he was coming off slow, and he, he, his hand went right down to that area as he was like sort of going to the bench. Um, so I mean, right off the bat, I was thinking. I think I tweeted that it looked like groin, and Speaks went in, and I don't think he ever. You know, I think it was later on they announced that he was out with the groin, um, and he was sort of moving a little slow. You know, just walking through the locker room afterwards. So I mean, I don't know if it's. One of those things where he still gets out there and plays, but they have to worry about his time or if it's, you know, um, if he's not able to play. I mean, I, at this point, who knows? But, um, you know, but that's one of those injuries that could linger. If it lingers, yeah. we don't mm-hmm. maybe we don't see the same D4 we saw these first couple yeah. of weeks. Mm-hmm. He's had some problems with the groin before, right? I think uh, so. I think so. And, and that's a bad injury for him because he's he's diversified his, his skill set a little bit, but he's still based on that speed, speed. rush. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's that's a problem. Um, and as good as Justin, that sack, the second sack especially, that was Justin Houston of the twenty-two yeah, sack season. Yeah. That was incredible. That just was overran just the a guy, right? mixture right of, of speed yeah. and and power and tech. I mean that that was just that was gorgeous. And it, and he's gotten better. Like he was pretty invisible week one, a little bit better last week, and then this was this was strong. And if that if that's the trend for him. You really like to have another threat on the other side, and I don't think Breland Speaks is there yet. Yeah. Maybe maybe Tano could be in there. And, That's you know, actually perfect. Sort of We've had yeah. a couple of people ask, "Why is Speaks playing over Tano?" I don't know. I'd be asking that too. Yeah, Bob Sutton, can you come in here? Yeah. We have some questquestions for you. He's better against the run. Yeah, um, that's what that's the one thing that I would think is maybe it's the run part of it, but I'm not sure overall. And maybe also it's just the trying to develop him because. You know, even in college, he moved around. So, I mean, and that is a new position for him. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah, yeah. but speaks moving. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Like it's. Well, no, I'm like, talking uh, about speaks. I'm saying yeah. like they're they're trying to get him time at that okay, spot but, because of that. That's I'm just guessing. Give him some. Tra- you know, like Tano had the red shirt last year. Right. And is it not his turn this yeah, year? Yeah, second round right. pick who just had a red shirt. You know, you'd like him to be able to give you. Something, you know, give you some pressures. That's I'd be asking that same question, but yeah. I mean, it kind of seems like the Chiefs are snake bitten in, in those two spots. Like you mm-hmm. can't have both guys one hundred percent at the same time. Yeah. Like it, it seems like for whatever reason, that's just the force field is not going to let that happen. Yeah. Um, which it has to be frustrating when you look at the potential that's there. Um, so I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I think at this point we just have to kind of wait for the MRI and. It, the good news for the Chiefs is that they don't play again until Monday night. If it is something that, yeah. you know, he'll have it, D4 will have an extra day of rest. Justin Houston will also have an extra day of rest, which is good after he did look kind of tired those first yeah. two games. Yeah. Coming off this big game, it'll help to kind of you know, be able to work his way back into that. Um, secondary, it's been an area that has been iffy the last two weeks. You guys feel like it did better, worse, about the same today? I don't know. I guess I'd say about the same. I, I, I can't think of there was there were a couple of just absolute coverage breakdowns, right? Which were were. Um, not, I, not it was hard to tell whether it was, it was defensive miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, they were both on that, but they weren't. Not, I, I mean, clearly they were miscommunication. Yeah. Right, but not, one that but not all of them. standing in the back of the end zone is the one that just sticks out to me. Like, well, he was with somebody else in the back of the end zone. Right, but I. Yeah, he was with the photographers. Covered him up completely. But like I was saying, one, at least in that instance, or at least in one of those instances, they're not all the secondary. 
because I mean Reggie right. Ragland literally claimed um, fault from one of those touchdowns. Because it should have been his coverage. The one out in the flat. With, um, with the the, 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 the fullback that just, oh, the, the, full yeah. Yeah. you know, the misdirection. He said yeah. that was just him with bad eyes that he st- got caught looking somewhere else. He said he just, you know, in the locker room said that was me. That was So, I mean, that's one that's a passing touchdown. And obviously it looks like a coverage breakdown, but it's not all secondary. And right. I think we've talked about it since the first week or maybe even preseason that teams are going to attack the linebackers in coverage because they've had success. I mean. I was about to say San Diego. The Chargers have had it. Um, in uh, Pittsburgh sort of had it, even though Pittsburgh just sort of spread it out altogether. But, I mean, I think teams are saying, okay, this is going to be an area where they can, you know, make some hay. Actually, I'm glad you brought up Reggie Ragland because I know he was a breakout guy last year. So I feel like he's regressed at all this year. It doesn't seem like he's having quite the impact that it seemed like he was going to have. I, I guess I would just say I haven't noticed him much, mm-hmm. right? That's, uh, that, that, that's all. And I, I didn't look at tackle numbers, but um, he didn't he – didn't, stand out to me and I, there were times I wondered if he was in to be honest I well mean, Terrence Smith some got some time yeah, I think Terrence Smith got some time and I think part of that I think is the fact that they're throwing you know teams throwing more and he's more of a running yeah. guy yeah um, actually you noted that during the game yeah. and yeah. I'm not sure how much I mean like he's never gonna say it or I mean look, remember he didn't play much preseason because of that, so. that that late mm-hmm. I mean he didn't there was a whole lot of training camp that he wasn't out there too because of the knee thing and I think Seven they're still channels. aren't they still listening to him on the injury report even though he's full potential I think they're still listening to my injury report. So I wonder if that's part of it, just the whether it's the slow start or just the fact that he wasn't out there, um, if that's sort of, you know. And then these teams throwing the ball. I mean, that, that's not really his forte is out, being out there running around in pass coverage. He's there to, you know, sort of meet guys in the hole to uh, fill yeah, the gaps. Yeah, things like that. no doubt. Any other thoughts? Um, Bahe looks like he's no, the only thing. On the cusp of well, I don't no, want to no, it's. It, it's a it's a turn back to something that and, uh, that that we're going to address. I think either we did today or we're going to. But you made me think of this with the injury report stuff. I mean, we, literally in the press box, the announcement was Chris Conley ankle <laughs> questionable, and then the next play he's out there blocking, and then two plays later, or whatever he's is there. Did he, did Chris talk at all about that? Did he like do the Willis Reed and just come off the bench? I mean, what what? All he said was great training staff. Uh, we're going to have it taken care of. He'll he'll play. So yeah, they may have installed a new about. ankle in him in the yeah. injury tent and yeah. nobody yeah. saw. Cause well, or yeah. Blair, Eagle Eye Blair spotted the retaping, and I was like, well, why don't they just retape Eric Ferry? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would work. At this rate, I have think you people tried would try anything. Yeah. <laughs> they got to hire Mr. Miyagi in this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it oh. takes. Well, we've hit the highlights. I think that probably important to look forward to next week a little bit uh, because this week's going to be a little bit different. We won't be back with another Facebook Live until Wednesday or Thursday. It's usually Wednesday. We may push it to Thursday this week because the Chiefs are off on Tuesday and Wednesday to prep for the Monday night game where they will play the Broncos. Coming off this game, I mean, for you guys having watched this, what's the biggest thing you think the Chiefs need to focus on in the next week going into this game? I'll, I'll go first. The, the, the Broncos, especially when they've had success against the Chiefs, have played, in, in Therese Paler's words, like a bunch of pirates against the Chiefs. <laughs> and they need to stop that. They need to stop, you know, Von Miller from hitting, from Von Miller from doing the, the ravishing Rick Rude dance or whatever that is with the, the active pelvis in his celebration. <laughs> you know, the, pelvis. the more they, if, if they can keep Pat, you know, clean and, and away from getting his sternum beat in, you know, I think they'll win the game. But that's, uh, to me, that's the Broncos' path. 
Can you imagine if we had his overactive pelvis and Tyreek Hill's twerking in the same game? <laughs> like that'd just be X-rated. That could happen. Yeah. Could it not? You There's probably have played more games in Denver than in Kansas City by, by the end of that game. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So comfort there. It's kind of funny the scene the scene of the uh, the debut. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what new takeaway I really feel like I have today other than. Um, Really, nothing, nothing new. I mean, we knew the mm-hmm. arsenal was there. We knew his ability to diversify. I, I, I guess, I am surprised on a day. What really, you're going to look back and see seven, eight passes that he that he really didn't make well, and they it, still is, it didn't matter. They're still prolific, and and you still worry about the defense. It's, so I, I don't feel anything new. I don't know what to think how, about how they'll do at Denver. Preseason, I had that picked as a as a loss, um, but you know, I don't know. I'm. I'm a who had no, none of us had him three and zero right now, right? No, I don't think so. I think I had him two and one, but I, I, yeah, but I, I was sure they'd lose at Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm sure they were going to lose at the, the Chargers. Limit. Yeah, here we are, three and zero. Len, you got any thoughts? Mm. <laughs> are you talking about Denver? <laughs> I guess Denver. I, I mean, or like what you're going to have for dinner later, like. Whatever that's thoughts a, pop, a, in, pop into your question. mind. I have more uncertainty about that than probably about Denver. Um, <laughs> Denver, I guess it's more whether or not the defense can sort of – I mean, they sort of did it in the first half where they made them more one-dimensional. It's just in the second half, I don't, well, particularly the third quarter, I don't know where that went. <laughs> but they did it in the first half. And if they can do that with Denver, I feel like they should be fine because I don't see um, Case Keenum, you know, Lighting the world on fire. You know, that's what the quarterback is now, right? <laughs> They're changing everything. Uh, so now, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. seeing that. The the, uh... <laughs> that's kind of uh, But yeah. So I mean, I think if they, if defensively, you know, whether or not D Ford's out there, we don't know. But if they can, you know, at least do that in terms of hold down the running game and make it a Case Keenum have to beat you thing, I think I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Case Keenum. But. I would too. And before we sign off, we've had a request to read some of the comments. So I'll hit the highlights of the ones that made me laugh during this. Um, one person logged on and saw that we were all four here and said, all four reporters are here. Make a wish. So I hope that everybody made a wish and that it came true. Uh, someone also asked, where's Blair and a photographer? Blair is here. He's been looking at us the whole time. And the photographer. And yeah, yeah he, he is both. He is himself and the photographer. Um, I think we hit a lot of the other ones. People mainly wanted to know about uh, about Earl Thomas's situation, why Breland Speaks is playing over K-Pass. Um, yeah, I think, I think we've hit it all. So on that note, we're going to sign off from Arrowhead, and we will be back later this week to talk a little bit more about the Denver Broncos. Yeah.